it is such a vital thing for us to communicate and dialogue to find out what is the backstory to getting somebody to where they are. Because I think in that, there comes this compassion that you have for someone. With compassion comes love. And when love comes faith and faith is like, boom, mm -hmm. many miraculous things happen mm -hmm. because of love motivating faith. Verse 25, some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask each other, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? The crowd says, who's trying to kill you, demon possessed? The first verse says they're planning to kill him. Mm -hmm. The crowd is saying, something's wrong with you. Ain't nobody trying to kill you. And then it comes down here and says, the crowd says, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? So it was known, mm -hmm. even by his brothers, probably, it was known that they were trying to kill him. Plotting to kill somebody, murderers, mm -hmm. lying, you know, deception, you know, so they're not operating under the law. And Jesus manifests that in based on what he spoke to them, mm -hmm. says, but in 26, says, but here he is speaking in public and they say nothing to him. They're questioning. Well, if they're planning to kill him, he's speaking it openly and they're not doing anything to him. Mm -hmm. One of the big reasons why they didn't do anything to him, because. His time had not come. <laughs> yeah. So it says, uh, could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. And while Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out, yes, you know me and you know where I come from but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him and he sent me to you. And so you were saying something about this particular statement he made. He says, one will know where he comes from. We talked oh, about, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we know where this man is, is from, but when the Christ comes, no one knows where he was from. Okay. So, if no one knows where he's from, why couldn't he come from the place where Christ came from? Mm -hmm. There is like, it's double-minded. Mm -hmm. You're saying one thing in one breath, and basically it's kind of condemning you in the second breath. We we know where he comes from, but, but when the Christ comes, we don't know where he comes from. Mm -hmm. But he could come from the same place because right. you don't know where he's going to come mm -hmm. from. He's going to come from a place mm -hmm. and it could be from where he came from. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're just, they're confused. So it says, uh, yes, you know me and you know where I come from, but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him and he sent me to you. So he's letting them know that in the natural, mm -hmm. you know where I come from. In the natural, you know who I am, but in the spiritual, you don't know where I'm coming from and you don't even know me. You don't even know the father that sent me. Mm -hmm. And so he's always speaking. When I love about Christ is we tend to want to understand him from a natural perspective, but it's only by the spirit of God that gives us understanding of what the spiritual realm is. He's saying to you, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I'm talking to you in the natural, 
must be born again. But you need to know there's a spiritual aspect of who I am and you're not receiving it. And the reason why you're not receiving it, because you're not searching the scriptures to find out what I'm telling you is true. Amen. You know, then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not come. Many among the crowds at the temple believed in him. After all, they said, would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? When the Pharisees heard that the crowds were whispering such things, they and the leading priests set temple guards to arrest Jesus. But Jesus told them, I will be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but not find me. And you cannot go where I am going. The Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where is he planning to go? They asked. Is he thinking of leaving the country and going to the Jews and other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does he mean when he says, you will search for me, but not find me? And you cannot go where I'm going. So right there tells you that Jesus is speaking about a spiritual thing mm-hmm. that he's going to go. I'm going to go. You can't find me. They're thinking that from a natural perspective, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to talk to the Jews or I mean to the Greeks. Yeah. Or, you know, he's going to go to another country is because they were spiritually blinded mm-hmm. and their ears was dull. dull, dull, dull. And so we have this dynamic of Jesus coming. And I believe that. When God was speaking, there were people that could hear what he was saying because the spirit of God was opening up the ears and opening mm-hmm. eyes, just like the dudes that's coming up right now. Verse 37, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. All right, so we have this message that he gives first. It's like the climax, which is that everybody's the same. Right there, they're in tune. He's right there talking to them. And he declares, you know, if anybody drinks, want some water, it's thirsty, come on up to me and come here, I'll give it to you. You know, and he's not talking about, I'm going to give it to you now, but I'm going to give it to you. And they start talking about water, water. Mm-hmm. And people might say, oh, he's talking about water, what water, just like the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. Give me this living water so that I don't have to come to this well no more. And so he's saying the rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given. So this explains to you what he's talking about. He's not talking about water you drink and say, oh, thirsty. Now, the water that he gives you, you will thirst no more, which is such a a statement that we can grab hold of. It says that when the spirit comes upon you, you're not going to be starving. You're not going to be thirsty for truth. You know how people are looking for truth. No, you're going to be filled. It's going to be like out of you knowing that I have this truth in me. The spirit of God is coming out of me. This truth that God has sent his son to die for the world. To reconcile us back to him, you know? Right, right. And as you were talking about about the, the thirst, I was getting the same thing. It's like it's not as if there's a drought mm-hmm. where there's no water and you're thirsting for one, you're searching for water. You don't have to search for it because it's inside of you. Mm-hmm. And anytime you want water, you call on the Holy Spirit and he's right there to fill you with that spiritual water. 
Verse 40. Therefore, many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, Truly, this is the prophet. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where David was? So there was division among the people because of him. And some wanted him arrested. Okay, so let's go back to that that uh, that series of verses that you read. They had these things about him. They was saying, man, this is the guy. He's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the one. He's the one we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And then the question of the natural comes in based on what they know that, well, we know this guy. We know his dad was Joseph, his mother Mary. Mm-hmm. And they forgo the truth of what the word says in the declaration of the prophets. Now, come on, you're reading the book, right? And it's full of what the prophets are saying about the Messiah coming. So it's letting you know when the Messiah comes. Then it has all these different things about him. So instead of you going through the truth to find out, could he be, mm-hmm. you automatically take the natural of what you know about him mm-hmm. and, and let that drive your decision on who right. he is. Let's do it quick recap, different things that stands out to to us that we want you to take away from this. Religious leaders, we can see how we can say one thing and and act another way. If we are who we say we are, it should reflect in how we present ourselves. The Pharisees and the Sadducees supposed to be men of the law, men of the word. And yet they did everything contrary to what they were supposed to be standing upon. So we as Christians or people of faith, in order to not disrespect our God, let us live according to the way the word says and don't deviate from it. When we do that, we give the world a new platform to blaspheme our God. So we don't want to do that. Religious leaders were talking all kinds of stuff and saying, you think that he's going to come from Galilee? Some were saying that, what we read is that he's going to come from Bethlehem. He's going to be from, from David. All of these were in the word. This was the law. It was there. Truth was standing right in front of their face and they resisted, denied it, rejected. So search the scriptures to know the truth. Get into the word for yourself because there are many deceivers out there. Jesus talked about it. It was deceivers in his days. It was deceivers in the apostles' day. It is deceivers in our day. So learn the truth. Even the things we say, search the scriptures for yourself and see what we say is true. And if you have an issue, just let us know and we will address it or be corrected. Know the word of God. Search it for yourself. Spiritual and natural. Things that Jesus Christ says, we can naturally look at it and say, oh, he's talking about the fields. He's talking about um, the highways and the byways. He's talking about a wedding. He's talking about all these different things. He's talking about water, living water. He's talking about born again. We can take those natural things and miss it completely. And I think that's one of the things that the religious leaders was doing and some of the Jewish people were doing was they were looking at Jesus from a natural perspective and not from a spiritual perspective. If you read the scriptures and you look and see what Jesus is saying, what he's doing, you realize his, his intentions is to take us from a natural mind to a spiritual line. He's trying to take us from an earthly point of view to a heavenly point of view. And we have to understand these things when we're reading the scriptures that you might say, oh yeah, this is what that says. But 
is it a spiritual perspective that God is trying to get us to? So be thirsty, be thirsty for the living water, be thirsty for the beverage that you will never thirst again, be thirsty for the word of God, be thirsty for more Christ Jesus in your life. So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will increase in the knowledge of him, doing all good things in his name and representing him well. There's a scripture in 1 John 2, 6 that says that if you say you are in Christ, then you ought to walk as he walked. God be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>